Welcome to God, Goals, and Girl Talk, where we discuss living in the culture while living for the kingdom. Join in as we discuss how God's word applies to our lives in relationships, careers, and fulfilling our purpose. Girl, let's talk. Here's your host, Sharla Walker. What up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. I'm so excited about this week's episode, and I already think there's going to be a part two to this episode. Just in my quiet time, like, there was just not enough for enough time for me to um, get all of this together in one um, in one episode, and so there's going to be a part two, and I'm really excited, and we'll just see whatever you know, God does with the rest of this, right? So we are going to be talking about friendships, right? Is that like, does that excite y'all? It excites me. Um, so yesterday was International Women's Day. Shout out to us, ow. Um, and this past weekend, I just had some really, really good opportunities for fellowship and um, making new friends and you know it just really highlighted to me the importance of surrounding yourself with women that are of God to really have godly friendships and I feel like that is something that is missing um, a lot in our society we're all very much so fixated on being this independent woman not having to have relationship with people and that's just you know it just really kind of piqued my interest I was actually talking to one of my friends um I myself and she too both um military kids and so we moved along moved around a lot and so I really struggle um with friendship as an adult trying to figure out what that looks like and I realized and she said something very profound to me on Friday that you know because we were made to pick up and kind of detach ourselves from people all the time we didn't have these lifelong friendships that it's a lot harder for us to value um value friendship so we get so used to you know well look like we're gonna pick up and move on to the next and back in those you know back in the time when we were growing up social media wasn't really a thing and so it was really hard to consistently um be friends with someone right and then even after high school you make this transition where you are no longer seeing these people every day and then you realize that you were in kind of these situationships because it was convenient because all of you guys were gathering at the same place every day five days a week that when you're done with high school it takes a lot more work and um responsibility to maintain friendships and so I think it's just really important that we talk about this talk about what that looks like figure out what the bible says about friendship but I also feel like this isn't gonna be done in one episode child it just ain't gonna happen so we're gonna lay some foundation today um and I'm really excited about just you know challenging y'all to evaluate your own friendships figure out what that looks like and figuring out how you can be a better friend, evaluate your circle. Like there's going to be so much that I feel like comes out of this and I'm so, so excited. So y'all know I love definitions. <laughs> so when I was studying this, 
Um, the definition of friend, so it just says being attached to another by affection or esteem, um, one that favors or promotes another and or a favorite companion, right? And so sometimes I feel like we too quickly give people the title of friend. Um, being a friend is a very personal thing. And I think that a lot of times we give that title out too quickly. Like we can be an acquaintance, we can be friendly and not necessarily be friends, right? So, you know, we're supposed to go out and be a light and love on people and I do that with a lot of people but just because we're friendly does not mean that we're friends you know what I'm saying like I don't divulge all of my life to, <laughs> to people that um that I that I just met and I think that sometimes we forget the magnitude of friendship and we don't understand the biblical principle of friendship and I think that if we understood that we would really be more careful with who we give that title to and then I think that we end up in these relationships prematurely not understanding what it takes to one maintain a friendship right so you want to be able you have to maintain a relationship even if you're not married or you don't have a bae or a boo or whatever the way that you maintain a friendship is going to reflect a lot in how you are able to maintain your marriage relationship right and so i feel like we live in this cutoff culture where the second somebody does something to upset you oh i ain't friends with her and you cut them off but were they really truly your friend to begin with you know so it's really hard um you know, you want to be wise when you're removing people from your circles and your situations. But you also have to realize, too, that true friendships, there are going to be ups and downs, like flat out. Like there may be a time period where y'all get on each other's nerves. But similar to like the relationship with me and my husband, we every day isn't um, always phenomenal. Right. There are days where he gets on my nerves. I get on his nerves. Um, and we, but that does not mean that because he did something I didn't like, because he did something that, <laughs> you know, that, you know, really gets on my nerves or because we're going through a rough patch, I just automatically disconnect myself from him. And so I think that we do that a lot in friendships, but in true God ordained friendships, there's going to be, because we're both human, anytime you're in relationship with a human, there's going to be some subject of a falling right like so whether you get on their nerves they do something that offends you you do something that offends them but a true friend y'all are able to have a discussion about it you're able to come up with a plan to make sure that that doesn't happen again and y'all continue you know you continue to love on each other and the end you know what i'm saying so you're going to continue to grow with that person the same way you would in a relationship uh you know a, um a an emotional relationship Right. And so I think that it's important that we really investigate this and figure out why friendship is so important. Right. Like there's a song that I am a friend of God. Right. Like, so what makes you think? So if we're a friend of God. Right. What happened? If, what would happen if God decided to cut us off every time we were inconsistent? Because I mean, I look, I'm working on my consistency, but we're inconsistent we sometimes we only call him when we when we need something talk to him when we need something right and so what if if we're friends of god what if he cut us off every time we were not acting like a quote unquote good friend right what if we weren't representing him well so i think that it's important to really reflect on our own personal 
um, friendship with God and then our own friendships with other people. And so today we're just really laying a lot of the foundation of what a good friend looks like, characteristics that you want to look for, um, and then also understanding like why is this so critical, right? So friendship is just really important because you cannot live this life alone like this walk you cannot walk alone the world will tell you that you don't need friends i don't need nobody but me i'm out here i am my best friend that is a lie right because if jesus had 12 people that he did life with our lord and savior had 12 people surrounding him that he did life with what makes you think that we don't need to be in community with people. What makes us think that we're above, like we're not above Jesus, okay? You're feeling yourself <laughs> if you think that you are, right? So you cannot allow um, the faults of other people or the mishandlings of other relationships for you to not be in community with people. And so I think that it is really important and really critical that you understand that, well, if Jesus is our um, is our example. He had a community of people that he did life with. Everybody wasn't allowed in the inner circle, right? But there were 12 people that were in his inner circle and Jesus did life with them. He, he walked with them. He ate with them. You know, they were really, um, they supported him, supported his mission, and they were all blessed because of this um, because of this community. And so I think that you're doing yourself a disservice if you think that you don't need no friends. You may need assistance with picking better ones, but it does not mean that you need to do life alone, right? So the enemy will use isolation as a tool. So isolation creates vulnerability and it removes accountability. So many people um, have this like, all I need is God. So even with Christians, like, oh, no, I'm good. All I need is God. Me and God walk alone. God is my friend. That's great. But again, <laughs> even God shows us that we need to be in community and we need friends and we need to be around people. So if you remember in Genesis, before the fall, right, everything was good and gravy. It was Adam and the Lord. And um, God realized in Genesis 2.18 that it was not good for man to be alone. And Adam walked with God every day. And God still was like, you know what? You shouldn't be doing this by yourself, right? Because God still noted that Adam needed companionship. He needed community. And so even though Eve was his wife, you still need community. So if Adam, who walked with God, and everything was great. This was before the fall, before the curse. Like literally life is perfect. And God still was like, yeah, he needs somebody, <laughs> right? If he can walk with God every day and in this perfect environment where everything is great and God still realizes that he needs to be in community, how important do you think it is for you to be in community with other people? Right? Proverbs 18 and 1 tells us that whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment, right? So don't isolate yourself. The enemy will use that as a tool to make you vulnerable, to leave you to your own thoughts. You'll be under attack. And if you're not in community with anybody, who's going to come in and step in and protect you? Who's going to come in and pray with you? Who's going to come in and be your wise counsel? You need to be, to be clear that you need friends, sis. Okay? You playing yourself. <laughs> 
Don't play yourself. You play yourself. You need friends. And so we're going to take a quick break, pay some bills, and we're going to come back and talk about the characteristics of godly friends. Hey guys, it's your girl, Sharla Walker, the host of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. I am here to talk to you today about starting your own podcast. If you want to start your own podcast, I'm going to share my podcasting secrets with you. I use a program called Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way for you to make a podcast. First off, it is free 99, costs you no money at all. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, and many more platforms. You can make money with your podcast, getting your coins says, with no minimum listenership. It is everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you are wanting to do something new in 2020, you want your voice to be heard, you want to start a podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Now let's get back to the show. All right, guys, and we are back. So we're going to talk about some characteristics of godly friends. And so I feel that this can really kind of give you some guidelines as to what you should be looking for, right? So we always talk about like, what should you be looking for in your future husband and all of that, but your friendships are just as equally as important, in my opinion, the people that you connect yourself to with that. Because when you get into the relationship, your friends are going to be wanting to be like, uh-uh, sis, ah, ah, you tripping. That's not even the one, right? So <laughs> you need this community around you so they can help you um, kind of navigate through life, right? So one of my good friends, she is like, she just keeps it real. Like she likes this, you are tripping, <laughs> right? And so you can definitely have different friends for different things. Um, and we'll talk about that in our next episode about the types of friends you should have and, you know, what that looks like. But every friend isn't going to fill, you know, fulfill every area of your, you know, of your needs, right? You may have that one friend where y'all can, you know, go out and, you know, sing, you know, drive and sing songs together and go to the beach. And you may have one friend that you call her when y'all, you really need some wise counsel. So it's okay that each friend has, you know, different roles in your life that does not make them less of a friend, but you need to understand what characteristics you're looking for when you're receiving counsel, right? So you don't want to call your friend who's single and bitter and has 25 baby daddies to talk about your relationship. She has no idea what it's like. I do not call my single friends about my marriage, right? If you've never been married and you're not married and you can't keep a man, I'm not going to call you. That does not mean that we're not friends. That doesn't mean that you can't pray for me. That just means that it's different. And so I'm not going to talk to you about that in as in-depth as I would my other friend who's married right? So you need to always be wise. Even when you do have godly friends, you want to make sure that you're being wise in the choices and decisions that you make. So 
Here are four characteristics of godly friends. So godly friends will have the fruit of the spirit, right? And so that's in, I want to say Galatians 5, 22, but don't have me lie to y'all, but the fruit of the spirit, um, you want those friends so they'll exhibit, you know, love, peace, joy, kindness, um, long suffering, right? So they'll, they'll go through some things with you. And that's really important, again, because your life isn't going to be, you know, all peaches and cream. One of my friends um, who I just absolutely positively love, when I went through that whole season, first off, a lot of my friends showed up and showed out. So when I went through that season that I talked about on the last episode with my dad in the hospital, my grandma passing away and all that, um, several of my friends came to the hospital. The, my friends that live in St. Louis came to the hospital, sat with me, sat with my dad so I could run downstairs and get food, um, to take a shower. Uh, one of my friends, she owns a, um, a, like a, a salon and she came and gave my dad a pedicure. Like, wow. Oh, wow. Brought the salon to him. Like, my friends are so dope in that season i needed them in that way came and brought me coffee came and just was like girl yeah these but you know this place is tripping my my nurse friends like girl what do we need to come up there like you know what i'm saying so it was it just is so much like so many of my friends i can think of five of them off the top of my head who just came through in that season and really covered me and covered me and my family with love and it was just so so appreciated and then even when you know my Gigi passed away again my one friend she moved all the way to Detroit she had food she had dinner shipped to my house like I'm a hot mess knock 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 here's like fried chicken and red velvet cake and I was like oh like I cried even more but it's just like you knew the way to my heart <laughs> right um and so you want to have friends that will love you and and cover you in tough seasons that long suffering really really like I don't need like I love having friends when things are great but I really need friends when things suck like straight up I need my friends when I feel like all hell is breaking loose because they can pray for me, they can love on me, and they can really just step in. Sometimes when I feel like I just don't have enough faith and strength to keep going, right? Next, your friends will provide you grace and correction in love, okay? So if you have a friend that's always agreeing with every little crazy thing that you do and you know you done did some crazy stuff, and your friend's like, yes, girl, no. <laughs> no friend let's reevaluate that situation right you are going to have a friend who's going to um to love on you and provide you grace and correction in love so proverbs 17 and 17 talks about a friend loves at all times so when everything is going great they love you when you broke they love you when you acting up they love you they gonna check you but they love you like right so you want to make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people that are in your corner that are gonna say look sis you could go bust the windows out his car like Jasmine Sullivan but you also could just realize that you have a lot going on that vengeance is the Lord's right so you are not always right I know I'm not and so I need my friends to be like no how about you look at this a little bit different and provide you correction or here's where you could have did this differently um or where you could have done this better and that provides you a stretching it doesn't mean that they're not your friend 
right? So everybody that agrees with all your shenanigans, like, oh, you my ride or die, no. Who wants to die? <laughs> like, you my ride or die. Who wants to die? I am not trying to die, child. We can ride to the store, <laughs> right? But who wants to die? You want your friends to come to you and provide you grace and love so you can continue to grow in Christ. So when we do die, you going to heaven, okay? And not satisfying your flesh. You want a friend that's gonna be like, sis, I saw what you posted on Instagram. You thirst trapping, I love you, delete it. <laughs> right? Like that's how I talk to my friends. Like um, eyeball emojis. Well, my friends know if I send all eyeball emojis with a screenshot of something they posted, uh, what is this? Oh, okay, let's let's take it down and act like we love the Lord up in here. Okay, thank you. <laughs> they already know. And so you want to make sure that you are covering your friend because sometimes we do things, we're very emotional creatures, women, and we do things out of emotion and you may not be thinking that through. You can do something in an emotion, in an emotional state, like go bust somebody's windows, now you done caught a case and now you was in nursing school and now you have you know, a misdemeanor or a felony that's on your record. And your friend is gonna be like, no honey, first of all, I told you leave little Jerome alone. Don't bust his windows. Leave, like, leave him, leave him where he is. God will handle that situation. Because what you're not about to do is ruin your life chances, and then you are gonna be further giving Jerome the satisfaction. You done ruined your life over him. Child, please. Mm-mm. Okay, leave Jerome alone. They will advance you. They will stretch you and push you to advance. Right. So Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen tells us that iron sharpens iron. So a friend sharpens a friend. I'm gonna push you. I'm gonna tell you, sis. Write the book. Do this. Quit playing. Get out your feelings. Do whatever God's called you to do. Go to school. Right. One of my friends. I used to threaten bodily harm. I'm like, if I see you again and you're not enrolled in school, I'm snatching one of your braids out on the edge. Right. And I said that jokingly, but she also thought I was kind of serious. And now her butt is in school. <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm going to push you to do what God has called you to do. I'm not going to sit by and idly watch you. We're not going to sit. You know, there's a time for us to kick it and to chill and whatever. But we can also do life together. I also want you to advance. I also want to see you, you know, walk in what God has called you to do and the fullness thereof and to reap the benefits of that. And so whether I have to push you as you go through school, support you through that, I'm going to continue to watch you grow and want you to grow. And then we're not going to settle there. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going together and keep growing together, right? And so it is really important that you have a friend that will stretch you, push you, tell you to do the thing that you thought you could never do because that's what they are there for. They are your cheerleaders, right? And then your friends, godly friends, will also love, honor, and support you. And so Romans 12.10 tells us this, that we love each other with genuine affection and we take delight in honoring each other. I love my friends, right? Like I'm that like crazy friend, like, yes, girl, yes, you better do it. <laughs> Like, I love my friends, and it is very genuine. It's not just, you know, because I want to send a hand clap emoji. It's like, no, it's just like, I love you so much that when you are doing well and, like, 
out here doing it. Like, I'm going to honor you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to honor you enough that if we have an issue, I'm not going to take it to a third party. We're just going to discuss it. Like, what's up? You tripping? I heard from you. Like, what's good? Are we good? Are we not good? Are you good? Okay. Like, I've, I've had friends that I could tell that, you know, they may have been acting out of their character or they may have been, you know, just not acting themselves. And instead of allowing that to offend me, I'll text them and be like, hey man, are we good? Like, you know, please let me know if I've done anything to offend you that I may not be aware of. I love you and I'm thinking about you and I just noticed that there was a change. And my wife was like, no, absolutely not. You know, and she ended up telling me that it was something else going on and I, I was able to then pray for her. And so it's really important that you have your heart set like, oh, this person being funny acting, she being stank, she being this, she being boo. Just talk to them. If they're really your friend, just talk to them. Hey, sis, I noticed that, you know, X, Y, and Z has changed. What's going on? If there's anything that I've done to offend you, please let me know. Um, you know, I love you. I'm thinking about you. Blah, 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 blah. But see, a lot of times in relationship, you have to have humility, right? Because we're not always going to be right. Sometimes I can be loud and obnoxious and annoying. I'm sure, okay? Ain't nobody said it to me. But <laughs> but I'm sure that, you know, sometimes, it, you know, we're people, so we can rub each other the wrong way. But being able to address that and to move forward, that's what real friendships are about. The Bible tells you if you have an alt against your brother, you need to take it to them. Because you out here ruining your prayers because you holding alts. Ain't nobody got time for that. Don't stand in your, in your own way. And then also it showed you shows you just how to be mature in a relationship. Because there are times too, sis, where I have to humble myself and apologize to my husband because I did something that he found offensive. Now, whether or not I felt like I was right or wrong does not matter because you do it to, to restore the peace and restore the relationship. And so I think that starting to practice this, to practice that humility, to not allow pride to get in the way of not wanting to apologize, which that's a whole nother thing. Like, who do you think you are to feel like you don't have to apologize to nobody? Okay, <laughs> so you wanna make sure that you're building those good relationship habits in your friendship because it's gonna translate into other areas of your life. You pray for the husband child, but they work, child. Okay, all relationships are work, but the one that lives with you 24-7, they are work, child. Do you hear me? <laughs> so you want to make sure that you are able to love, honor, and support people. And even, you know, the Bible tells us as wives, we're going to have to honor our husbands. And that's whether or not they're acting honorable or you feel like they deserve to be honored or not. So you start practicing some of these habits in the relationships and the friendships that you have. So I'm going to go over that again. Characteristics of godly friends. They will have the fruit of the spirit. They will provide grace and correction and love. They will stretch you and push you to advance. And they will love, honor, and support you. Okay, write them down. We're going to take a quick break, pay some bills, and we will be right back. It's your girl, Charlotte Walker, the host of God, Goals, and Girl Talk, here to talk to you about my new prayer journal, ah! 
I'm excited. It is on Amazon. Check God's resume. Why are we checking God's resume? Not because he's not great, but because sometimes we just have to remind ourselves of the things that he's already brought us through. This journal will walk you through just documenting the great things that God has done in your life. And it has prompts for quiet time, sermon notes. It tells you how to battle and deal with things that you're struggling with, prayer strategies, anything that you need is in this journal. It will bless you. Please go out, get you a copy on Amazon. It is called Check God's Resume. I cannot wait to hear how it blessed your life. Let's get back to the show. Charlotte Walker, the host of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. Did y'all know I had a whole entire nonprofit? Yes, it's Hearts Over Habits Incorporated. Hearts Over Habits is a nonprofit that I started to help encourage and empower young women ages 17 to 24 in living the life that God has called them to live. We talk about life, relationships, education, anything that you need, we have it. And I want you to be a part. So whether you want to be a mentor, you say, hey, I'm older than that, but I love the show and I want to get in. Please, we need people out here helping our younger sisters. And if, sis, you need help, come, come, girl. We have a whole entire Facebook group, Hearts Over Habits Incorporated. Get in, get plugged in. We have so much fun, so much community in that group. And then we have our Online Life Academy launching in August. It is going to be phenomenal. We are going to have experts that are gonna be teaching classes in budgeting, career, anything that you need, we wanna make sure that we have it. So go ahead, get locked in. Find us on Facebook and Instagram. Hearts Over Habits Tampa on Instagram and Hearts Over Habits on Facebook. Like, share, get in the group, add your friends, add your mama them, everybody, bring them all. Go to our website, www.heartsoverhabits.org today to either get plugged in with a mentor or to become a mentor and do our mentor application process or to volunteer. I am so excited about this community and everything that God is going to be doing and I want you to be a part. Let's get back to the show. All right, y'all, and we are back. So the last part of the show, I'm so excited to share this with y'all because we're going to really jump into the Bible. Y'all know I love reading Bible stories like straight up like the scripture because the word speaks for itself, okay? Um, The last point about friendships that I think is a reason why the devil does not really want people to get into godly friendships is because there are miracles attached to divine friendship. Miracles, answered prayers, signs and wonders are attached to divine friendship. If you don't believe me, get your Bibles out, sis. Here we go. So we are going to be reading Mark 2, um, verses 1 through 12. And it's the story of the paralyzed man. And so we're going to start in verse one. I'm going to read it all the way through. And then we're going to study this because I'm excited. Y'all know I love having like my Bible um, 
um, just like my, my paper Bible, okay? Like, I'm not reading from my phone. Like, some, every now and then you just got to open up your Bible and really jump into this. And so it just really showed me um, some things that are important about this story that even if you've read it before, you may see it differently, right? And so there are miracles attached to divine friendship. And so we're going to, okay, read from Mark 2. Um, 1 through 12 and I'm reading out of the New Living Translation it says when Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later the news had spread quickly that he was back home soon the house where he was where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room even outside of the door while he was preaching God's word to them four men carrying a paralyzed man on a mat um yeah four men carrying a paralyzed man on a, a mat they couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd so they dug a hole through the roof above his head then they lowered the man on his mat right in front of Jesus seeing their faith Jesus said to the paralyzed man my child your sins are forgiven but some of the teachers of the religious law who were sitting there thought themselves what is he saying this is blasphemy only God can forgive sins Jesus knew immediately what they were thinking. So he asked them, why do you question this in your hearts? It is, easy, is it easier to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or stand up, pick up your mat and walk? So I will prove to you that the son of man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, pick up your mat and go home. And then the man jumped up, grabbed his mat, and walked out through the stunned onlookers. They were all amazed and praised God, exclaiming, we have never seen anything like this before. Child, look, let me tell y'all something. Jesus healed the paralyzed man, right? And more so than in his physical body, based on the work of his friends, the faith of his friends, he got he received eternal cleansing eternal healing right that is so powerful i need friends who were they are not going to be deterred by the crowds they like nah sis you need to see jesus we are going to pick you up we're gonna climb on the roof dig through the roof and we're gonna lower you down huh what kind of friends do you have do you have friends like that that when you're going through something and they know you need to see Jesus, they're going to make sure that you see him by any means necessary. He received his miracle, not because his own faith. It says that they lowered him down in front of Jesus. And in verse 5, seeing their faith, Jesus saw the faith of the men, of the man's friends. And for that, your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. Jesus healed the paralyzed man based on the faith of his friends. Because sometimes you will not have enough faith on your own for you to even rely on. You're going to need the faith of your friends, right? And so I think that the enemy really, really tries us, really tries us, and really tries to divide us because he knows that there is strength and power in our numbers. Matthew 18 and 19 tells you, Jesus, Jesus says this, I also tell you this, if two of you agree here 
on earth concerning anything you ask. My Father in heaven will do it for you. Who are you agreeing with? Because if you feel like you don't need no friends and all you need is you and God, you're missing out on some divine power. You're missing out on miracles, signs, and wonders. There are only some things that are going to happen that are going to come through you praying with friends and touching and agreeing with other people and getting in community. Okay? Ask the paralyzed man. The faith of his friends got him his miracle. And this is why it's important that you have to have more than just surface level friendships that you're really, you know, it's okay for y'all to, you know, get together and hang out and go shopping and do some of those things. You want a fellowship. Everything does not have to be super deep all the time. But when you really need some stuff, when you're really going through something, you really want to have people in your corner who can intercede on your behalf. That means pray for you on your behalf because you're not always going to have the words who can touch and agree with you on your behalf because you're not always going to feel like you have the strength and who can come in and lend you some of their faith so you can get healed. Some things just are not going to happen on your own on just with just you. You're going to have to get into community. And so I really challenge you guys to, you know, read that story, read Mark 2, um, 1 through 12 and really, you know, see the level of work it took. Like they could have, they could have walked in and like, look, this crowd is too big. You need to cut it. I right, we gonna head out. That, that's not what they did. They were determined, determined to see their friend healed. They were gonna love, honor, and support him through this. They were gonna show long suffering. It was dirty. It was inconvenient. Okay, they don't know what could have happened. They they took a risk themselves, climbing up on the roof with this man on a mat. They had to use their own physical strength. It was work. It was work. But their friend walked up out of there with his legs and soul intact and whole based on the faith of his friends. Y'all better get y'all some godly friends out here, okay? So I'm going to give y'all some homework. Are you ready? Okay. So... I want you guys to take this next week to the study to study some divine friendships in the Bible. And so three of them that I highlighted were the relationship between Naomi and Ruth, the relationship between David and Jonathan, and the relationship between Elijah and Elisha. And I think that it's really important that you can sit down and really place yourselves in these situations, draw out characteristics and different things that you see in these stories. Um, find out and see if the characteristics of godly friendships that I talked about line up with these stories in the Bible and see, you'll, you'll, you'll see the continuation um, and you'll get some confirmation on like making sure that your friends are lining up with these principles because you need you need you need them you need your squad okay your squad need like this is real squad goals okay so i am just challenging you guys i cannot wait to hear just the testimonies and the things that you guys get out of studying this and studying friendships and figuring out 
who God wants you connected to, right? Now, when you start praying and asking God to show you who your friends are and who your friends aren't, you're going to have to be willing to let go of some of the things that are comfortable to you, letting go some of the things that are familiar to you. Um, you know, there's a saying that says familiarity breeds contempt. Like you are, do not limit yourself by what you see because we don't walk by sight, we walk by faith. Ask God to really show you who's for you and who's not. Ask God to show you where you've not been such a good friend in um, in the past and to heal those areas. And you may have to go back this week and apologize to some folks. That don't necessarily mean that you need to be connected to them, sis. That means you just need to apologize, okay? But pray and seek God and ask him what he'll have you to do. Ask God to show you who your friends are. And if you are needing friends, wanting friends, trying to find godly friendship, get into community, right? Some of my most bestest, godliest friends have come through me just being in godly communities um, on Facebook. Um, there's um, a podcast I listen to called Blessed and Bossed Up with Tatum. And I'm in this group called The Society. And we fast together. We pray together like it is it's awesome and a lot of these people i don't meet in my day-to-day -day life but we're still a community we still support each other so it may look different ask god to show you what things you need to do to have godly friendship in your life um to to highlight to you where you may need to disconnect yourself from some people and we're going to talk about next week the characteristics of people who you just don't really want in your corner child okay we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the importance and the, um, and kind of study and highlight somebody who Jesus had close to him that ended up being a part of the plan, but, huh, Judas? Okay, we're going to talk about it next week. Until then, I love you. God bless you. And make sure that you are checking us out, um, Hearts Over Habits dot com dot org sorry and then hearts over habits um incorporated our facebook community get plugged in i'm in there we have church and bible study streams and all kinds of great things coming forward so get connected with us i love you god bless you i will talk to you guys next week Thank you for joining us for another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. Email your questions to godgoalsandgirltalk at gmail.com to have them answered on the show or have a topic you'd like to hear discussed. Looking for a community of women who love God and live for the kingdom? Join our community, Hearts Over Habits, on Facebook. Like us on Instagram and check out our monthly God, Goals, and Girl Talk online events on Eventbrite. Remember, above all else, guard your heart. We'll see you next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.